on YouTube and good morning podcasters. How are you today? Praise God for the goodness of God. Thank you, Jesus, for your love and your patience. Thank you for all of your goodness. Today is day 20, including today there are uh, 11 days left, uh, 12 days left actually, uh, for our um, <clears throat> 31-day uh, healing challenge. And, and I'm praying, and it's my prayer that you would be challenged to do it. I pray that you would be stirred in your heart to do what, uh, to, to do these things. This is not about me. It's not about how great I am or the wonderful teaching, although it is that. But it is has everything to do with uh, you being the one that is empowered to do this stuff. You are the one that is empowered. Okay, I want to go over today, uh, we're going to go to Mark um, 16 in just a second. But I want to reiterate to you um, the names of God, the nature of God, the redemptive nature of God. We have Jehovah, 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 I don't think so, Jehovah Shammah. That is the Lord who is there. The Lord who is there. God is always there. He's always with you. That's one of the redemptive natures of God. And then we have Jehovah Shalom, which is the Lord our peace, the Lord our wholeness, the one of our well-being. And then we have Jehovah Ra'ah, which is the Lord my shepherd. Then we have Jehovah Jireh, the Lord provides. We have Jehovah Nisi, the Lord, our banner, the Lord, our victory, our captain, our refuge. Then we have Jehovah Tzidkenu, the Lord, our righteousness. And then we have Jehovah Rapha, the Lord, our physician, or the Lord, our healer. Important. These things are important to go through because you have to understand that God wants you to be um, a person of his word. He wants you to be a man or a woman who is totally sold out to his word. And when, when you are that, these redemptive names are, are continually being meditated on and continually working. Okay, now we went through Hebrews chapter 11, verses 1 and 6, especially we threw some 11, 11 in there. And uh, I found out that now faith, not tomorrow faith, not yesterday faith, but now faith is the substance of things hoped for. It's, it, it's substance. It's not just a vapor. Okay? It's evidence of things that aren't seen. And, uh, in, in Hebrews 6, uh, 11, 6, he says that without faith, it is impossible to please God. James here, Jacob or James, however you want to do it, um, said that uh, uh, in verse 1, 6, chapter 1, verse 6, just to make sure you ask, whatever you ask, just ask, uh, by empowered by confident faith without doubting that you will receive. 
for the uh, for the ambivalent one or the or the person just out there uh, believes one minute and doubts the next. He's a double-minded person. He's being undecided, makes you become like the rough seas, driven and tossed by the wind, every wave and every doctrine that may come around. You're up one minute and tossed down the next. And then you, uh, when you are half-hearted and wavering in it, it leaves you unstable. Can you really expect to receive anything from the Lord if you're in this condition? If you are doubting, do you believe that you can receive anything from the Lord? Of course not. Jesus told the blind men, let it be done to you as you believed it would be. He told the woman uh, with the issue of blood, it will be done to you as you believed. It will be done to you. And if you ask anything, not doubting, Jesus said, you will receive it. Ask anything in my nature and I will do it. Don't doubt. Because the person who doubts is like the waves that are tossed by every wind and wave and doctrine that comes around. You see the waves and they're being tossed to and fro. Don't be like that. Be like the one who is stable in all his ways because his faith is unwavering. Like uh, Hebrews 11.11 11 says, When Sarah, she did not waver in her faith, trusting the one who made the promise. Trust the one who made the promise. No matter how long it takes. Our frustration in our society today is that it didn't happen yesterday. We have a microwave mentality and God's not locked into your time schedule. God's not locked into your, your um, um, he's not locked into what you have to do. He's locked into what he has to do at his timing. I don't know how long it takes to be cancer free in this world. I don't know. But I do know this. It's what we need to do. It's what we need to go after. We have to be quick to listen and slow to speak, he says in James later on. So, I want to give this as a backdrop, all right? I want to give it as a backdrop because I believe that God is about ready to pour something out that we've never seen before. And we have to be ready for it because he is not going to stand around and just... Um, and, and just dilly-dally around. He wants us to enter into the promise. Amen? Amen. Let's go to Mark uh, chapter 16. <laughs> um, we're going to read verses 17 and 18. I'm reading out of the Passion Translation. I just feel like it's the best. So, and these miracle signs will accompany those who believe. These things are going to accompany you if you're a believer. Not if you're just a person who says they're a Christian by name only. If you believe him. They will drive out demons in the power of my nature, God, Jesus said. They will speak in tongues. They will be supernaturally protected from snakes. 
and from drinking anything poisonous. And they will lay hands on the sick and heal them. Now, in the Aramaic, it's an Aramaic idiom, okay? It's a phrase that the, uh, um, and to those who spoke Aramaic, this thing about protected from snakes and drinking anything poisonous. It's like, it's like these, these, your enemies, snakes would be a representation of your enemies. All right. <clears throat> and I believe here you'll be protected from snakes physically, but in, in the idiom in Aramaic, he, he was saying that you're going to be supernaturally protected from your enemies. And then he says from drinking it, you're not going to die if you drink anything poisonous. And that is uh, words that are spoken against your character. Okay, words that are spoken against your character. Those are the snakes and the po and the and the um, the poison. And then he says, and, and if you're a believer, you will lay hands on the sick and heal them. It doesn't say you'll lay hands on the sick and pray for them. It says that you will lay hands on the sick and heal them. I believe that healing is what's going to happen through us today because we believe we are believers in the one who is faithful we are going to trust him and we are going to go after him okay now the miracle signs will accompany you in other words it'll follow after you wherever you go these signs will follow you if you are a believer all you have to do is say is believe him and these things will happen. Miracle signs and wonders will happen if you believe. And again, like we said about in, in James 1.6, that if you don't believe, you're like the wind, the waves that the wind tosses back and forth. And you don't want to be like that. The only place where Jesus could do very little miracles, he did few miracles, but that was it, was the, was the place of his own hometown. He said, a prophet is not without honor, except in his own hometown. He's a Messiah. He's the Messiah. He's the, he's the miracle-working God. He had been showing it throughout uh, all of Israel. And then his own people said, isn't this the carpenter's son? They negated him as Messiah, and he couldn't do anything there because he couldn't believe. And that, 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 that city couldn't believe, so he could only do few things there because there was no belief. There was no faith. Faith is the thing that stirs God's heart. And Jesus only did what he saw the Father doing, and he said what he heard the Father speak. So God, the Father, could not do anything because of their unbelief. Do we have something that we can that that that, um, that that we can believe God for that'll stir his heart? I know a lot of people who are sick. I saw two videos today um, for people who have terminal cancer. I had the opportunity yesterday to pray for a woman who who had uh, who had just been diagnosed with cancer. And this is what the doctor said. You have, you have a spot on your lungs, you have lung cancer. And I told her, that, and, and this is what I found out, that doctors 
can't give you something that you don't want. If you don't want cancer, you can say, thanks for the diagnosis. But what the doctor should say, we have found cancer cells in. Now, your body naturally fights off thousands of cancer cells every day. Thousands of them. And your immune system destroys them off. And when your immune system is weak, your body uh, receives the cancer cells that, that do these things. So you can, that, that end up killing you. So you have to stop them by simply um, uh, keeping your immune system up. But also you come before Jesus and so to speak, ask him for a blood transfusion. His blood for your blood. His immune system for your immune system. Because Jesus was never sick. And in Matthew 13, 58, he says, And their unbelief kept him from doing many mighty miracles in Nazareth. He did miracles in Nazareth, but he couldn't do many. He only did a few. In Luke chapter 10, uh, it's kind of a, uh, let's see, it's, it's kind of a, um, a reiterance of something, uh, of, of Matthew chapter 10. But he says, heal the sick and tell them all God's kingdom has arrived and is now within your reach. So he was, he was saying that you demonstrate the kingdom. In Luke 9, he says this, you demonstrate the kingdom when you heal the sick. The kingdom of God is, king, uh, is, is the king's domain. And our prayer is that your kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven. Now, in heaven, there's no sickness. In heaven, there's no disease. In heaven, there's no depression. In heaven, there's no despair. In heaven, there is only faith. There's love. The, the kingdom of God is righteousness, peace, joy in the Holy Ghost. All four of those things. Anything outside of that is not the kingdom. I know a lot of people say there's three things to the kingdom, righteousness, peace, and joy. But it's actually four, righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. Those are the four things. In, uh, in Luke chapter 10 later, after the 70 came back, they came back from doing all these things and they said, and they were like, well, demons were subjected to us and, and all this. Well, Jesus said, however, your real source of joy isn't merely that these spirits submit to your authority. That's not the source of your joy. But that your names are written in the journals of heaven and you belong to God's kingdom. This is the true source of your authority. Don't rejoice that these things happen through you. Rejoice that your names are written in the journals of heaven. I had an experience. It's in my book, um, From Breakdown to Breakthrough, which, by the way, you can get uh, by emailing me and, and, and asking for it. Um, it's $25 to have both books shipped to you. Email me at TomAndSarahMinistries at gmail.com and, uh, and I'll tell you how to do it. I take Cash App, Venmo, um, and PayPal. And, um, 
And so, and Google, Google Pay, all those things. Anyway, um, just email me and, and we'll get them out to you. And if they're gifts, there's a special discount. If you want to use them as evangelism things or you want to give them to people that you're, that you're working with and discipling, um, uh, just let me know. And there's a special code that you can use for, uh, for a good discount. Anyway, where am I? Um, we are commissioned. Now, the disciples were commissioned. Jesus in Matthew 28 said, All authority is given to me in heaven and on earth. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations. All authority is given to me, so you go. In other words, I've given you all of my authority because I'm going now. Jesus was leaving. Remember, and he says, I'm going to give you the Holy Spirit. So then we jump to uh, the book of Acts. Acts chapter 3, uh, Peter and John, after Peter's great sermon, and, and 5,000 people are born again in a moment. John chapter uh, Acts chapter 3 with Peter and John, they're going to the temple. And Peter said, uh, and the guy says, hey, he's begging alms. And, and Peter looked at him and said, hey, I don't have any money, but I'll give you this. Peter just kind of stopped him. I don't know if the guy was bugging him or not, but then Peter stopped him and said, look at us. I don't have money, but I'll give you this by the power of the nature of Jesus of Nazareth. Now, remember, Christ is not Jesus' last name. His name actually means Lord, my deliverer, who is anointed. My deliverer, the anointed one, Jesus Christ of Nazareth. And then Peter says, stand up and walk. Now, Peter must have saw Jesus do that. I mean, remember at the pool where, where the angel came and stirred up the waters and this guy couldn't get in? So Jesus says, rise up, take up your bed and walk. Maybe Peter did the same thing here. He says, I don't have money, but what I do have, I'm going to give to you in the nature of Jesus. All right? Because it's contained in his nature, his redemptive name is Jehovah, my healer, get up and walk. And he gets up and walks, and there's a big commotion that happens in the temple. So much so that the disciples get arrested. Makes you want to go out and do this stuff, doesn't it? <laughs> because they believed, these signs follow those who believe. Stephen was a believer, and he was transported. Paul, John, John was boiled in oil, hello, and he, he, he lived to be the oldest of all the disciples before he died, and he died of natural causes at the age of 90. Well, where does this lead us all? If the disciples can do it, Jesus sent the 70 out, and he had 12 that he did the first time. How can we do it? We do it the same way. He gave us instructions on how to do it. First, you have to believe that you can do it. 
You have to know that you can do it. And you don't have to give an excuse if it doesn't happen. You just have to trust that God can do it. And God wants to do it. Do you believe that God wants to heal today? Do you believe it? If you believe it, then act on it. James says later that faith, believing God can do it, without works, taking steps of faith going out and doing it, is dead. You go out and you do it because... Because of Jesus. I'm telling you these things because it's so important to understand the goodness of God. You have to believe that God is good and that he is good all the time. If you believe that, then you'll understand that God loves even the, the homeless guy, the woman that has five children and she's prostituting herself. You have to believe that God loves them too and that God wants to be good to them and you can pray for them to be healed. This woman that was here um, at this place a few days ago yesterday, um, she, she came in and uh, she just said that she, she had been diagnosed with cancer and her family's coming up to see her, basically to say goodbye. I pray for hope. Prayed that God would destroy the cancer cells and increase her immunity cells. And the healer of this infirmity. Why do I do that? Because Jesus said these signs will follow those who believe. And I believe. I believe that Jesus is going to do it. I believe that Jesus wants to. And this woman started to weep and, and under the love of God. Instead of making excuses as to why God is not healing somebody... Start to make excuses why God wants to. That is the word of God. I remember when I was uh, riding uh, with my friend in the van, and I told you this story before, but it's worth repeating. There was a man in a wheelchair with no legs across the street. He had them amputated for one reason or another. I elbowed my friend and I said, hey, would you, you know, how, uh, wouldn't it be cool if we got out of the van and went up to this guy, prayed for him and his legs grew up. Oh, that would be cool, he said. And I remember we, we started to drive off and I heard this whisper, that is the kingdom of God. And I was, in, I was discouraged, all that I was discouraged from that moment on. Because I thought I missed it. That was the kingdom of God. I thought I had missed it. A few years later, I was out. And I was um, 
uh, in prayer one day and, and I was with, with a friend of mine and, and they were counseling. And so I remember, it was crazy. I remember I um, uh, had, was returned to this place of that incident. I was in the van and, but I was like a third person in the, in the van. There was Jesus, the Holy Spirit, the Father, and me were looking at my friend and I in the front seat. And when Jesus said, that is the kingdom of God, he elbowed the Holy Spirit and, and, and said, now we've got him. See, it wasn't that I missed the kingdom of God, but the mere fact that at that moment I thought about it, I thought about praying for that guy, that is the kingdom. That is the first step. And when you're primarily going after the kingdom of God and his righteousness, all these other things fall into place. All these other things go with it. Do you really want to see victory in your life? Do you want to see people born again? Do you want to see people saved, healed, and set free? then start believing and all of these signs will follow you because you believe. Anyway, that's it for today. We're going to end there. I think we're just going to end there. And we'll pick it up tomorrow. I want to remind you of my books. Get these books. Um, I have a special offer. Um, with shipping and handling, both of these books are $25. They're 15 each, but if you get them together, it's only $25 each. Uh, there's a $5 discount. And if you want to buy them and you want to give them to some friends as a tool, as a gift, uh, put down, when you send me the email, go to Tom and Sarah Ministries at gmail.com and, uh, and just say, hey, and then there's a special 10% discount that you will get um, so instead of $25, uh, you'd take $250 off of that. Okay, and that would be including shipping and handling. Okay, get those books. Uh, you want to share a couple other books you want to get. One of them is Christ the Healer by F.F. Bosworth. He was part of Azusa Street uh, back in the early 1900s. He was dealing with a lot of these same questions. Uh, we're going to talk uh, coming up about Paul and his thorn in the flesh. We're going to talk about um, what happens if somebody doesn't uh, have a miracle at that moment. How do you deal with it? What about Job? All these questions that are coming on. Uh, Christ the Healer, F.F. Bosworth, he had to deal with a lot of the same questions. And then there's another one by W.C. Stevens called Jesus Our Healer. You want to get that book as well. And those are good um, um, doctrinal books. Uh, I, I believe they're very scriptural. They're very, uh, they really go after this thing. So anyway, well, God bless you today. Go after it, man. You see somebody at, at the store that's in a wheelchair or they're limping. And, you know, I see people like that all the time with their, um, you know, they got scoliosis or whatever. Just pray for them. Hey, can I pray for you? Just pray for them. All right. Well, God bless you guys. Um, tomorrow will be the 21st day. 
Can't believe we've been through three weeks already. Well, anyway, God bless you. Have a great day, and, um, and we'll talk to you tomorrow. Same bat time, same bat channel. <laughs> Facebook, love you guys. You have a great day, and we'll talk to you tomorrow.